Alright, we're gonna roll one, right? Yep. Four. My name is Michael Rosso, and I'm here in the studio with Mr. John Fideli. Howdy doody. This is our last show for the spring. Yes. What show? Of 2021. This is our welcome to summer. Yes. This is episode 273. 273. So most of the topics today, I know we're going to be talking about cyanotypes. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about uh, x-ray film. X-ray. Uh, we're going to be talking about the negative supply mm-hmm. scanning device, which is right to the right of you, John. Yes. And other topics are going to springboard off of the letters that you folks send us. For folks listening who are new to the to the podcast, the 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 FPP world, the the FPP universe is the Film Photography Project, which is our main site, filmphotographyproject.com. The long running podcast. This is our twelfth year. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we've grown up together. And our filmphotographystore.com, which is our online store, which was launched in 2011. Mm-hmm. Based on the fact people started emailing like, hey, why don't you guys carry film? And we started exploring uh, bringing back formats, defunct formats like 620, mm-hmm. and hand-rolling some some unusual emulsions, which back in 2011, what they were unusual. Yeah. Because uh, there wasn't this great analog resurgence back then. You were ahead of that curve. Are you going to do anything special for the 10th anniversary? Of the store? Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Thank you, John. Just think about it. Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should rent one of those carnivals. <laughs> this, the rides, merry-go-rounds and stuff, hot dogs. How about I rent a hot dog truck? Oh, that would be good. And then invite John Sanders to come out with a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very special. Uh, personally, you know, I, I I buy for the store. I run the store. We have Justin and Joey K back there right now, handling your orders. Filmphotographystore.com. I don't think of it as commerce. I really don't. I, you know, and I've had I've struggled with this. I don't see FPP as a business. Why? Because it's I don't. Because you love it too much. Yeah, it's just I don't want. You know, it's things that come into the store are introduced very carefully. So anything we carry... They're curated. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Everything in the store is curated. Thank you, John. You're welcome. So, so having the negative supply scan option is something that I gave a lot of thought to. Mm-hmm. So, and you uh, carry it in the store, though. Yes. See, uh, negative supply is the manufacturer. Right. I guess you could buy it direct from them, but, you Roberts know... Roberts is the distributor. Roberts you- distributes it. And FPP is a retail store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess I can't really fight the facts that exist because you can't argue with facts. You can. <laughs> it's not true. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you know what? It's not a store. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Because you don't have a door to walk into. Thank you. It's in the air. It's not a real store. Yeah. Look, alternative facts are not facts. They're falsehoods. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a story. So I curate products. I bring them in after carefully testing and, and um, considering them. Mm-hmm. It took me a little while to acclimate myself to the negative supply DSLR scanning. So what it is, it's let, let's let me you know give you the vision, folks. You shoot film. You need to get it scanned. Consider shooting your after shooting your film. Consider developing it yourself, and then consider. 
getting a scanner to scan it yourself. And the beautiful thing about that is you're taking your hobby, your art, it is now completely in your hands. Because, you know, you send a film mm. to the lab, and don't get me wrong, most people do. Yes. But by doing it yourself, first of all, it's almost instant photography. You go out, you shoot, you develop it, you scan it, boom. You do that all in one day. All in one day. The only scanning options a few years ago were, you know, the flatbed scanners, like the Epson right. V- V700, the flatheads, mm-hmm. V700, V800, V850. And I personally had no interest in this newfangled DSLR scanning. I don't know why. Because you already Because we've been talking about it since the inception of the podcast. But now, with new technology and the sensors getting so much better, it's now a viable, quick, easy, fast option. We posted, you know, a a few of the pictures of the the scanning device. It's a copy stand. Mm Mm-hmm. A beautiful light source. It's a 4x5 light great, source. Very nice light a source. A film carrier. That's where you put your negatives in. Keeps it nice and taut. You put your DSLR camera on the copy stand with... Um, this is what I have it. This is how I have it set up. A 50 millimeter lens with an extension tube in between the camera and the lens. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have it in my hand. Oh. Because I'm always looking for options to inexpensively put this together. Three ninety nine, and I saw a variety of comments on Instagram. You know, some people are like, "Oh my god!" Like it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, "Oh, that's okay." So because you still got to get a camera, un camera. Well, that's where I feel that that's actually not that big of a hurdle because so many people upgrade their digital cameras and then dump their current one on eBay. But you want to be able to properly focus so an extension tube is you know traditionally if you know years past people shooting you know bugs or flowers they they need a a heavy duty macro lens or an extension tube between the lens and the camera i guess that distance right i bought one oh okay for for what is that canon canon eos okay the one on the on the camera right now leslie lent us uh, yeah, that is more that is a Canon. This is the Movo M O V O. It's number twenty five Canon EF mount. Twenty dollars, cheap. So there are a lot of easy options. This was the cheapest. I bought it. I'm going to give Leslie her extension two back. I am now going to use this. Okay. But I just want folks to know that nuts and bolts of like, hey, you shoot your film, you need to scan it. Some let's put it this way: someone has to scan it. And if it's you, yeah, I think you meaning people listening. I think you should scan your own film because it puts control into your own. There's nothing, you know, for, 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 you know, beautiful photography, in my opinion, there's no, just snap your finger and it's done. And you know John, what you're a scanner. You, you, I don't like the scanning because it's just lining stuff up and a lot of cleaning of the film and of the, the, the glass surface. And then you got to line up the frames. And then you're just basically clicking and walking away. The thing I like about the camera copy stand is that you're actually looking through a lens to photo. You're rephotographing your negatives. Yes. You're doing it through the lens. So it's almost, it's part of the photographic process. So it's not just like sitting at a computer. Pushing buttons yes. and m- moving them out. Epson. You got hands-on. You're moving the yes. frame. You're clicking the shutter. You're yes. going through the motions of photography. I don't know. I, I find it a little bit more relaxing to do. This is the Movo EXT-C25P. Yeah. Sure you didn't leave a letter out. <laughs> no. AF extension tube. Mm. And they exist for just about any... Any mount. 
any any mount. So if you have an icon or you know whatever whatever you might have, <sighs> it's a great option. The FPP carries it. It's called a thirty five millimeter basic DSLR film scanner. <laughs> Kit, yeah, and I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't use it myself. It's as simple as that. We, how, how are the? Uh, what's the reception? Uh, the reception is exactly what I thought it would be. It's okay. Yeah, it got a uh, got a rush of initial orders, and then I mean, it's 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 something. It's not an impulse item, unless you're Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Rich must be in his sixties now. Yeah, he's got to be old. If he's still alive. <laughs> it's a consideration. You're making a purchase that's going to last. And I will say, I mean, if you take care of it, it should last most of your life. There's nothing really to break down except for the light source. Essentially, we re- replace the sensor by replacing the camera. And, you know, the other thing that I don't think you talked about as a plus, this thing's much smaller, a scanner. No cables. You nope. can use, you could, your, the footprint is way smaller than a scanner. Case it's so small. That you don't even have to take it apart. You just stick it in the closet. Exactly. That's what I like about it. So I'm going to share info as it comes in. So folks listening, if if you've used this scanner, the the negative supply, mm-hmm. whether you got it from us or them or whoever, yeah, send us an email, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Let, let us know how it's going, what your workflow is. Right. Whether it's working for you or not. This is an email from Martino Shilacci. Shilacci. Hey, Shilacci to you too. Martino was buying a Canon T70, mm. and he found a dirt-cheap Canon FL lens, 55mm 1.2, and he wanted to know if it was a good match. For the T70 and the FL lens. Yes. So, uh, quick snapshot, folks. Uh, by the way, this is a totally biased opinion because I love Canon gear. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. So? <laughs> uh, when I was a child, I was gifted a Canon FT. You've seen those back there, the Canon FT. Yeah. Uh, that thing is... Uh, They're tanks. A tank, yeah. Tank! The Canon FT came out in 1964 or 65. Mm. Uh, it was followed by the Canon FTB. You've seen those two. Got one of them, or two of them back there. They're, the original Canon mount for those cameras was called FL. So it's an FL. There's no electronics in it. There's no auto feature. Auto. When Canon introduced the, the AE-1, they upgraded the FL mount to the FD mount. Okay. They're interchangeable. FLs and FDs. Yes. Okay. So Martino can put an FL lens on his T70, but it's not a proper fit. It'll fit, but he'll have n- absolutely zero... Electronics. Electronics. Because the FE is a non-electronic lens. D is oh, F, FL, FL, non-electronic. Okay, and he's FD putting it... FD yes. has a... Because the T70s will take electronic lenses. T70, T50, T90. Any Ts. They want FD lenses. This way you could put it in auto. Auto. I blame society, auto. Auto. I think that the, the FL mount for a T70 is the wrong fit, especially the T70, the height of like the 80s electronica. Mm. Like that thing is so electronic. Is it really? It's all electronic. Oh my gosh. Now, photography enters the computer age with the revolutionary new Canon T70. Computer programmed to give you all the answers with total push button control. Auto loading, auto wind on, auto wind off. Auto. That's the incredible Canon T70. 
so advanced it's got to be simple. Canon Formula One cameras. That, was that Canon's first foray into electronic cameras? T70, I think so. For SLRs? They might have introduced the T50 after the T70, if you can believe that. I'm not sure. This is all before the AE Uns. No, this is after the AE1. Oh. AE1 came out first. In the 60s? Late, no, 78, 77. Oh, because I thought you were saying the, F, oh, the T's came out in the 60s. No. What'd you say? FT came out in the 60s. The FT's came in the 60s. FT, FTB, TL, TX. We've now seen you, all these. You're just making up letters now. No, this is all real. This is all, this is all real. Alternative facts to that. Wait Alternative facts? <laughs> <laughs> so I told him, hey, get yourself an FD mount. He's like, great. Yeah. Just want to let you know. You guys want to talk about Canon? He's the guy. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I talk. He'll bore, he'll bore you to tears. I could talk about it until the moon turns blue. Sometimes I show you a Canon camera and you're like, I don't know nothing about that. Well, there... Because going through the boxes, I'll Leslie open up a camera box no, Leslie and see a Lazenby, camera and be like, Mike, what is this? Leslie be, Lazenby, who folks listening who are new to the podcast, she's a pod... Most of the podcast gang... She's the doctor. Yes. Most of the podcast team is... is uh, they're, exi- <laughs> they're exiled. They're <laughs> exiled. Furloughed. They're hibernating. They were they're in like cry- cryo, what do you call it? In like an alien when you go to space? Furloughed, yeah. They're like cryogenically sleeping or whatever the heck that is. So hopefully we'll end that soon. Um, because of uh, the pandemic, we had yeah. a... It's coming. But Leslie actually knows more about Canon than I do. Like, Does she? I like, thought she was the Olympus girl. She is the Olympus girl. Oh. But she showed... You know how I always complain to you, John, about the, the Canon AE1? I'm like, oh, I, my line is always the same to John. I'm like, I know the program. Yeah. I know the program model. I know the program model. It can't model. be that much different. It's not. Leslie showed me how to use it, and I, one of the last few times she was in town, I actually used it for the weekend. Yeah. It, you just have to figure out where everything is. Well, because the deal. features on these cameras, the AE1, the X700, you know, they're all similar. You just have to find out where the buttons yeah. are. The X700 and the X350 or 370 or whatever it was, the model before that, basically the same camera. Yeah. What was the question? I don't know. You're looking at paper talking. Oh, this is uh, from Stephen Wolfonger. And Wolfonger. he it was a uh, donation, and he puts a little note oh, there. Oh, nice. That- Toyo zoom lenses for Canon, uh, two of them, flash unit, camera bag. Donating in the memory of Donald Andrews, who passed away last October. Sorry to hear that. He enjoyed these lenses. I will be shipping everything within a week. Uh, blah blah blah. Hope you can find a use for these good lenses. I don't want them ending up in a landfill. Send me a reminder by email, and I'll follow it up with a $20 cash donation. Thanks, Steve. No, thank you, Steve. Those lenses will definitely come in handy. As a matter of fact, we're sending out two big shipments to schools. You know, Mike, we're sending over 60 cameras out. The FPP school camera donation program is in full swing. Two big orders. And a lot of cannons went out, so Steve, your, your lenses may have gone out with them. So thanks. Appreciate it. Brandon Murphy says, I just received my USB thumb drive in the mail and scans of my Ektachrome Super 8. Can't tell you enough how impressed I am with the development. Not only did it bring a huge smile to my face, but also to the family involved in the film. Oh, I've attached some screenshots, screenshots of the text with my family, from his family. Uh-huh. Um, so Brandon Murphy, he sent, we, we do develop and scan some odd vintage film like Ektachrome 160 Type G. Hmm. It's a defunct format. 8 millimeter? Super 8. Supra. And uh, hats off to Owen McCafferty, who who really spearheads the development of Ektachrome 
160 Type G. It can't be done at our traditional motion picture lab. So he does it out there by him? Owen does it. Wow. Okay. By hand. And this person, Brandon, he sent in an old vintage roll, I guess from the 80s, and it was Super 8 sound reel. Oh. And it was movies... (laughs) It was movies of his family making wine in their basement. Oh, no shit. That's and they were all, the family was all kind of hanging around, and they were just, like, the wine just came out, and they were all just kind of, like, talking amongst each other. Good banter. It's good banter, and when we see stuff like that, it really, it's really amazing. Because, That's capturing something important. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. I mean, because as you're talking, my, my wife's family, they used to, every year for maybe six or seven years... They would get together in the backyard and buy crates of tomatoes and make homemade sauce Yep, that they would can and then have throughout the whole winter, you know, whole fall and winter season. But we, there's no documentation of it. So Not even a picture. Nothing. So that's pretty it's cool. gold. Definitely. So good for you. Yeah. We're, you know. Or as the, oh, my as, God. As Moira from um, Schitt's Creek would say, good for you. The messages are back here. Oh, read them. The film I found at Grandma's on Christmas Eve just came back, uploading the results. Here's a quick photo preview. It's freaking nuts how similar Uncle Felix sounds like Papa and how Grandma sounded exactly the same. So back Grandma in the, was always old. Back in the 70s, uh, Kodak introduced Super 8 sound. I remember. I, and, shot a, I shot my first movie in college on it. And that's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. So, 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 folks who send the FPP sound film, whether it's you know already developed that they find, or you know something like this that was uh, neglected, I guess, just put away. The chemicals don't uh, mess with the audio track. No, huh? it's a magnetic strip. Huh. Doesn't do anything to it. Huh. But there's a lot of value in hearing a relative, especially if you never met them. No, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. See, you don't begin to appreciate these things till you're older. If you're a young kid in your 20s, maybe a couple of people would be interested in it, but mostly right. to look back on. I do get a, a, a series of questions about Super 8 and sound. You know, is it sound? How, with the technology we have at our fingertips, like the phone, when you're shooting your Super 8 movie, if you just put your sound recorder on your yeah. phone, just record wild sound. Yeah. It works it really up. well. It's, it, is it hard to sync up? Yeah, stop, start. You, you need to acclimate yourself to like some kind of editing program. You know, it's not going to match exactly. You got to right. drop it in, move it but around a little bit. It adds but another it's dimension. Something. It yes. adds another dimension for sure. Um, this is an email from John Callas, C A L L A S. Archival Wash. I heard you talking about that. My workflow for developing has been to develop, stop, fix for 10 minutes, archival wash. You seem to imply that you mixed up archival wash and reuse it. Do you? How often do you do the same with PhotoFlow? Archival wash, yes. I take the, the, the quart that we sell. I mix it to a working solution. I use that working solution, like 10, 15 rolls. Then I throw it away. Yeah. PhotoFlow, the last wash in distilled water, I just put a few drops so I don't reuse that. And then chuck it. If you haven't done a podcast on developing workflow, think about it. I agree. Think about it. I could do that. Yeah. Next up. Oh, from Third Man Records, Doug Thompson. In Podcast 271, Third Man Records got a shout out. Having a photo studio is very cool, but they have another film-related item, 
a Scopatone jukebox. What? It doesn't have the usual films from the 60s one would normally find on it. Oh, no. They have films of their own artists for visitors to play. So what is it? Like a video jukebox, I'm guessing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, Mike. A big shout-out to Third Man. There's a beautiful video on YouTube. I'm going to play a little clip of it. Talking about this photo studio. Okay. Hidden behind the walls of Third Man Records' Blue Room performance space is a fully functioning darkroom, and we are pleased to once again offer our film-developing services to the public. We develop your film by hand without the use of automated machines, allowing our operators to apply their craft and meld their artistry with your lens. Once your film is developed, you have the option to have it scanned so your photos can be accessed seamlessly in the digital space. We also offer enlargements and photographic prints of your negatives for professionals and enthusiasts alike. For more information about what services are currently being offered, visit thirdmanphotostudio.com. Drop off your film at our Nashville storefront, open seven days a week. We are located at 623 7th Avenue South. All right, well, thank you, Doug Thompson. Your birthday's in June? Yep. Coming up? Coming up. Yeah, I got an email, and I got this email on my birthday back in April from oh. Amro Gabriel, mm-hmm. just saying, hey, happy birthday. Oh, that's sweet. And it is sweet. It's sweet and awesome because as you age, the list of people who, who A, remember your birthday, is, it becomes very small. Who aren't your family members. Yes. And even some of them forget. I admit, I forget most of my uh, um Siblings' birthdays. Uh, do they make? They throw my it in sister, your face. My sister and my mother still call. You know, it's Joey's birthday today. Don't forget to call him. Oh, that's something nice. Yeah, yeah, but that's since, maybe why I don't remember. Since Joey's birthday. not going to call you to remind you. No, he calls me because oh. my mother says the same shit to him. Oh, don't forget it's your brother John's birthday today. Okay, all right. Although, if you want to be true to her voice, you'd be like, "Oi, don't forget it's your brother John's birthday today, you bastard." <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh, Kara. 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 This is from Kara. It's a long letter, but in the middle of it, it says, I convinced my boyfriend to buy me one of your C41 kits in 2019 and developed my first couple of rolls of film not not long after that, and I didn't didn't discover the podcast till then. Oh. There's a little plug on the C41 kit. It says, listen to the podcast. Oh, there you go. I was pleasantly surprised when I started listening last Friday, and it was not boring or dry. Whoa. Whoa. C41. Boston Luna Pro F. One, two, three, forget about it. K14. All right, Kara. I don't know. We're too, we're too chill to be dry. I think that po- the, the concept of podcasting has, like, it's over the hump, in my opinion. Over the hump. It's matured. It's the mm-hmm. point now where, just like, like five years ago, everybody was starting a podcast. Like, your neighbor would be starting a podcast. Well, yeah. I, st- I know tons of people podcast. That's kind of over, right? I think Th- so. I don't think they maintained them. Yeah. I know a lot of people who started podcasts. And they've also, the ones that survived, have tried to become more corporate. Uh-huh. Not corporate, but I guess more broadcast worthy. Like professional voices and segmented. We just sit here and talk. Your discussion of the death of Polaroid. Ah! In the very first episode that you listened to. Reminded me of a time around 2011 when my dad asked me if I could get him film for his old Polaroid. This would have been around my junior year of high school. I never did get that film, and he passed away two years later. Hmm. I sort of forgot about my dad's photography hobby until I started shooting film in 2019. Suddenly, 
my mom offered me this bag of old camera stuff <laughs> that I never knew he had. So her next project is getting that cleaned up. Mm. And it's, you know, she's going to, says here, connect to my dad through his cameras. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, we got film for you. We got everything you need. And Kara is in Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha. Jealous. There is a Hawaii darkroom. Yes. Kara. Check it out. Mike Caputo's looking at you right now, isn't he? That's right. Kara mentions Polaroid. And I really just want to mention really fast because I haven't had a chance to try it out yet. Did you know that Polaroid introduced a new format about a month ago? No. It's called the... uh, Is it film? Yeah, it's film. It's a new size. Instant. A new size, just what we need. New size, new camera. Oh, it's called Polaroid Go. It looks like the Polaroid One Step, the little white One Step. Okay. Uh, But it's really tiny. Mm-hmm. And it takes pictures that are Polaroid style, same same dimensions. Square. Square. But smaller. But the actual image is two inches by two inches. Okay. <laughs> Sound really excited. Very excited. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? You folks, <laughs> you, you said, what are you going to do with that? I was just going to say. Okay. You folks should see how excited John is. Time to wake this show up. I think that it's probably, you know, designed for the kid market. Remember when you guys were so excited with that digital, was it Polaroid? It was a digital, you could take a picture and then Bluetooth it to this little printer and it would print out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever happened to that? It's Well, the actual printers in my in my apartment, I could Do people it. even use it? Okay, so back in the day. This is going to go the same way. Back so in the day. Fun you for could a second. Take then, a picture. You could take a picture from your phone. From your phone, and then send it to a Fuji digital printer that printed out on that's Instax. Right. That's right. And it did a pretty nice job. Remember, we were like, like every every second, it was like, like yeah. Mark was, like, we were all <laughs> sending it to the printer. Like, we were all on our phones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you'd be actually more excited. Well, like, first of all, I like six hundred. Okay, you like six hundred. It's the perfect size. It's nice. It's what you're used to. And what do you have? A classic Polaroid black one step at home? Mm-hmm. I got a couple of them. And does I got good... the I got the Spectra, but you know, yeah, the Minolta, which is a great camera. You don't think it's revolutionary the fact that Polaroid has actually come out with a different? Like, think about it. I mean, they needed to retool machinery. Convenient. Thirty years too late, dude. You don't think it's exciting? I, why do you think it's exciting? Because <laughs> they're trying to maintain uh, the instant well, format? Well, I'm, I'm trying to... Trying I'm, to bring I, new blood into the instant I format. I am trying to jumpstart my Polaroid fetish. Okay. Well, <laughs> Folks you, list who have been listening for a while know that I was mad. When I say mad, I mean like Dr. No, Jekyll mad. Like yeah, mad. You were out of your mind. Out of your mind over Polaroid. <laughs> out of your mind. <laughs> Well, the news is that the film has improved greatly, but not improved enough where you don't have to put it under your arm. So Polaroid owns their own proprietary instant? Okay, so in a nutshell, folks, Polaroid was sold off. Uh, An American company bought it. I don't have the data at my fingertips right now. Meanwhile, the Impossible Project Mm -hmm. bought a Polaroid factory... And they were utilizing the Polaroid technology they to were make fumbling around until they found a somewhat usable yes. formula. And they reintroduced the film in twenty ten, different formula, same you know, six hundred film, SX seventy film, mm-hmm. spectra film. And then 
a few years ago, the the person who owns the Polaroid name bought the Impossible Project, merged them together. So now it is just Polaroid. So Impossible is under the Polaroid umbrella. Correct. Oh. And now they introduced a brand new format called Polaroid Go. It's a teeny tiny camera. About 100 bucks. you could walk into, I don't know which store. I'm going to guess Target here in the U.S. What's the other one? Urban Outfitters. Walk in and get yourself a Polaroid Go for 100 bucks. The Polaroid Go, it's a double pack for 20 bucks, So it's 10 bucks a pack. So it's 16 shots. For yes. 20, okay. All right. Well, that's not so bad. No. All right. So we'll start over Two with by that. two. Hold on. Let's okay. two by two. Polaroid Go that's, film. That's bigger than the, uh, the Mini, right? Two by two is the smallest... It's smaller than the Mini. It's, it's smaller than the Mini. It's smaller than Instax Mini. But it's square. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, John asked me a question. Polaroid Go film comes in a double pack. So that's 16 shots, nineteen ninety nine. So think? a little over a dollar a shot. Yep. Now, the funny thing is, as small as this is, two by two, yeah. when you scan it, it looks like a regular Polaroid. Okay. But this doesn't grab you. No, not really. Okay. Well, I'm thinking about grabbing one just to have fun with. Okay. I'll, I'll help you have fun with it. Yeah. And then maybe that will infuse me with some kind of enthusiasm, but I doubt it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, you're big on Polaroid 600 film. Yeah. If you're going to shoot Polaroid, you probably want to shoot the 600. Definitely. I think that... When the Polaroid, the film didn't catch up as far as, like, like it seemed like the focus started being focused on Star Wars branded cameras, mm. Keith Harum, Keith, Keith, Herring, Keith Herring cameras, you know, branded cameras, you know, a lot of uh, hype, but there was no discussion on improving the film. Hmm. And the problem remains, when a, a, when a middle school student shoots a pack of Polaroid, they are having difficulty getting an image because in 2021 you shoot it and you expect an image to immediately develop okay and this so they got to wait a minute and what's the problem you have to be properly instructed you know which we did heavily 10 years ago of hey when you shoot your picture put it in your camera bag right put it under your arm leslie would say i put it in my bra whatever oh, oh my Whatever you may do. So it, it was a long road to, to, to instructing people how to get a great image. And you still have to follow that protocol. And in 2021... Even with the Polaroid film? Yes. Because it's still light sensitive? Yes. Why was the old school stuff not light sensitive? It's a different formula. Well, why can't they bring that Why isn't that? Fuji Instax light sensitive? So uh-huh. you have Instax wide, you shoot it, and in two minutes you have fully developed full color yeah. image. That's nice. I feel... That is what, and I'm not discounting the fact that so many photographers get beautiful image out of Polaroid film. It's more artistic. It has a different color palette. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But you have to put the proper time into getting that image and be educated. Whereas if you're just popping, if you're 14 years old and you're just shooting frames at a graduation party, these are kids and they're not going to... No, that's why I'm saying it's it's better to have something that you really don't have to stress over I or think educate that the, about. I think that the the um, we became burnt out with Polaroid question, you know, Q and A of how to do this. 
and when Polaroid took over the Impossible Project, and there was no improvement in film, or some, but not enough, mm-hmm. and it still takes 15 minutes for a, a film to develop, I just, I moved on. And I, I moved on, and I, you know, I still love the format, and I send people right to Polaroid.com mm-hmm. to buy the film, and let them handle it. That's, that's kind of how I feel about it, you know, as... As someone who shot it extensively. I got to say, when I, I still have a couple of rogue pack of impossible stuff. And the cool thing is we'll take a photo and, of course, the kids will be like, let me see it, let me see it. And like, okay, we have to wait till tomorrow. Like, I'll put it down <laughs> and put it under thing. I'm like, okay, we'll look at it tomorrow. You know, so it was something to look forward to. And I'm like, hey, let's check the film and see if it's done. So it was exciting for them to go in there and they look at yeah, it okay. and be like, oh, my God. You know, because it was always such a quirky. Are you an Instax thing. shooter as well? Uh, yep. Yeah, I haven't used that in a while. My daughter bought, uh, I gave her a mini for her birthday. And she loves it. Photos all over her room, of her cousins, of her hand, you know, selfies. She went crazy. If you, and she's bringing it to camp now, so. Okay. If folks, that'll be fun. Folks listening, if you're new to instant photography, there are two choices. Inst- Fuji, Instax, and Polaroid. Different formats are not interchangeable. They give a very different color palette. And, um, you know, pluses and minuses to both. I guess you could say Fuji Instax, the images don't look artistic. No, they're more true to life, I think. Yeah, they're more true to life. The Polaroids are much more muted, pastel-y. Yeah. And it's not as sharp. Am I wrong in that? It doesn't seem like the images are crisp and clear. They're definitely muted and diffuse. I guess we could be thankful that we have so many choices and now that we have, we have another choice, Polaroid Go. All right, well. And as soon as I can get my butt over to the Target, I don't know if Target has it. Maybe they have it. But I, I did want to just... buy it on the interwebs? I guess I could buy it from Polaroid Direct. Yeah. I might do that. Hey, beat the swinger, Polaroid swinger. Beat the swinger, Polaroid swinger. Uh, this is from uh, ALVB. Who that? Well, ALVB, who she she shall now be called, is Andrea Lynn von Benschotten. Okay. We already discussed a few episodes ago that her name's too long. Yeah, she needs to lose one. So, you know, just like AOC and MTG in Congress, we have ALVB. Okay. This is a nonpartisan name. <laughs> it is. It's an acronym. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. So she says... I'm crying listening to you guys talk about Dom, his accent, and your friend who married an Italian girl that gets called Dominic by his family. Let's see if John remembers. I don't. My husband's name is Glenn. Glenn! You haven't forgotten, have you? I'm Glenn. You're Glenn. Don't you remember? A Bill on the Hill graduate, but a friend of my aunt always calls him Gintano. 
because he looked more Italian than Dutch, and he needed an Italian name. Okay. Wait a minute, seriously. I think I saw that guy from Planet X. Everyone we know, not from Jersey, always laughs when we talk because they say we have serious accents. I know, it's crazy. Do people say that to you? Oh, my God. They're like, your, your New York accent is so thick. Hey, you know something, Fuji? I think maybe we're putting too much trust in Planet X. All, all of my relatives from the Midwest. Ah. Uh, like, really? Hey, those two have caused us enough trouble already. Don't worry, they'll find their own ways. See, they said, really? We talked about Tim Fitzsimmons. And you did his voice. You mimicked him. Tim, Tim Fitzsimmons, hey, Jack, come here. How you doing? Go, and, let's go get a drink. And he married an Italian-American girl right. who you, you photographed his wedding. I think so. Videotaped his wedding. They got married on a boat. Did they? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. And vaguely remember. His, her, his wife's parents, English was their second language. So who Tim Fitzsimmons yeah, or his wife's? His wife's family was oh, they were, English second language. They were pure Italians, I think so. And he wasn't Tim to them; he was Dominic. Oh, okay. You don't remember that story? They called him Dominic. They called him Dominic because they they christened him Italian name. They're yes. like, you're okay. You're no longer Irish. You're now Italian, and your name is Dominic. That's right. <laughs> well, that's an honor. It is to have your in-laws accept you like that. Look, Namikawa, we're not robots. What kind of peace would it be if we were controlled by machines? In defense of Earth, we're going to fight to the last man, baby. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, a brand new music video using cyanotype, which is quite amazing. We'll be back. And now Kodak presents a holiday reminder from Betty White. This week we'll celebrate the 4th of July. A good day to make the wonderful world of color yours with color snapshots. And you can do it so easily with your own camera, the one you have right now, and Kodakolor Film. Kodakolor Film comes in all the popular sizes. And believe me, next to the pickles, it's the most important part of the picnic. So when you're out for holiday fun, be sure to take along an extra roll or two of Kodakolor Film so you can capture all the fun and color of your happy family day. With Kodakolor Film, you can take color snapshots as easily as black and white. Just aim and snap, and you get beautiful, sparkling color prints. So no matter how you spend your day, save the fun in color. It makes a world of difference. Be ready before the 4th with Kodakolor Film in the familiar yellow box. Remember, you can depend on the name Kodak. Hey, we're back. Hey, we received an email from Ed Carr. Ed? Just completed a music video for the artist Tycho Jones, which you can see on YouTube. It's called Tycho Jones, Don't Be Afraid. And the beautiful thing about this video, it's, it's, it's really a beautiful mm. video. It was printed on cyanotype right. and edited frame by frame. Whew. So Ed sent us an email, and I sent him a series of questions, which today, June 15th, is also a blog, filmphotographyproject.com. You could see the blog about this music video. But I sent Ed some questions because I was so astonished by it. I was like, oh, my God, this is so great. When someone could take a, a, an analog medium mm. and actually create with it. Create something quite extraordinary. Yes. And, and out of the ordinary. Will you ask him uh, what cyanotypes are? Do you know what they are? Well, the only thing I know about cyanotypes are that you buy a pack of sun paper mm. and you take its blue and you put your negative on it and then put it in the sun and then you remove the negative and it's completed. Right. 
But I don't know if that's a true cyanotype. Well, according to uh, Ed, it's really the chemicals that produce the cyanotype because you can create the two chemicals that you use are ferric ammonium citrate and potassium ferrocyanide. So you mix those two together and then you can basically paint anything you want, piece of wood, a block, paper. So that becomes your actual printing. So you're uh, saying you're painting an emulsion. Right. You're, you're taking emulsion and painting it on whatever you want and then using that to expose, you know, putting whatever you want to expose over that painted area and that becomes your background. So you can easily do this on paper, which is what Ed did for this music video uh, by taking the video uh, frame by frame and then printing. He then printed nine negatives onto a uh, sheet, like a, what do you call it? Um, contact sheet. Yes. 524 of these Oh, he smokes. And I mean, you it, could do it in your inkjet printer to a clear... You could print uh, a negative to... Yeah, and if you want to know exactly how Ed did it, that's one... And I don't want to give it away because it's good reading, but you can read exactly how he did it because uh, one of the questions you ask is, how did you photograph each frame? As much detail as possible, which he goes into really good, interesting. And I think it'd be interesting, if you're interested, to read it and you know let it happen in your mind as you read it because it's pretty cool. The, the process he went through, very painstaking, very labor-intensive, but extremely unique. And there's also a embedded is their, their Vivo video. Vivo? Tycho Jones Vivo is the... Tycho Jones. Uh, well, who is Ed Carr? Uh, he's a photographer. He got his start in 2016 shooting Polaroids, mostly, and 35-millimeter film as an undergraduate. So he was hired directly from the film company or the record company to make a video to promote this specific song so he said otherwise he'd never be able to do something like this so this is a hybrid project because he took like the music video i'm guessing shot on digital camera shot on digital and then edited digitally and then but there's also a lot of creative stuff in between all the b-roll shots and he printed the frames out and then but there's also like types like landscapes and swirlies yeah, it's, and it's, it's a very interesting video you yeah. definitely have to see it but he started shooting in 2019 he was a digital shooter but he was also drawn as he says to the tactile nature of analog processes and a feeling of material engagement uh that was lacking in the digital realm which you know i get people want to become photograph photographers and <clears throat> When you're using digital, it's a completely different process than if you're a, a film shooter. You know, it's, it's more tactile. It's more uh, of a human experience, I think. Uh, and that's where he took off. And you can read all about it, the processes, all about Ed, all about his projects. He said he has a recent film called Here Comes the Wildfires, printed entirely using the Lumen process in my garden during the coronavirus lockdown, using expired Ilford paper, water, and sunshine. To produce moving images. He sounds like a very interesting guy, interesting filmmaker, and uh, you should definitely... Filmphotographyproject.com. Just search, just search Ed Carr. That's E-D-D-C-A-R-R. If it's not the first... You know, if, it's, if you're listening to this in the year 2024, you'll have to do a search. If you're listening to this in 2112... <laughs> then your name is Getty Lee. <laughs> right. I made it. You think he's just going to live to defy everybody just so he could see 2112? Absolutely. Yeah. So Manuel says, he's, he says that we're doing a great job on the podcast. Is it Manuel? Not Manuel? Manu, it's Manuel. Oh, Manuel. Okay. M-A-N-U-E-L. Okay. How do you say that? Manuel. Or Manuel. 
Keep the shoes coming. Fantastic job. <laughs> kind, the kind of philosophy, having fun in shooting film, as well as the stunning humor and the gorgeous sound effects. <laughs> yeah, see, you got one fan. Is exactly what makes this my absolute favorite podcast. Now even more sound effects, now that I've purchased the <laughs> Hanna-Barbera Sound Library. Oh, my God. Hello, Mr. Flintstone. I'm gruesome. Yeah, you are, sort of. That's, what are, like, the famous ones? The famous ones are running. Is there that, like, whoopee one that goes, like, whoop, 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 whoop? They're, they're all, if you've seen any, like, Flintstones, Yogi Bear, anything from the uh, Hanna-Barbera universe. Jetsons. <laughs> Jetsons. They have, have they have the the spaceship that are like have that and all like the bloop sound bloop. really yeah <laughs> Baron Schneider says uh, he he sent a donation and thank you very much Baron he says great show watch show says sent from my dog who d- takes dictation and can type on tiny <laughs> cell phone keyboards wow uh, hey you know when we come back I, I want to talk about um, uh... smile everyone's talking about Kodak's new color burst the low-priced, motorized instant camera that gives you what no other instant camera can. Bright, brilliant, bursting color by Kodak. Approving. From bright whites to reds, greens, yellows, whatever. There's your proof. New Colorburst cameras. After all, isn't color the way to choose an instant camera? Colorburst. New instant cameras from Kodak. Hey, we're back. So one of the items that, that is exclusive to the FPP is our FPP 4x5 X-ray film. X-ray. Which, by the way, I'm looking into bringing in in other, for, other f- film That would be formats. great. A 35. Or 120. On 20. On 20. On 120. Now, it's a, it's a nice and thick film. Certainly it could be 5x7, 8x10. I don't know if it could be rolled 120. Maybe. No way. You know who has a roll of everything in the refrigerator? Mark Dalzell. That's correct. Mark Dalzell, who you've heard here on the FPP, he has, like I experimented with hand cutting and rolling x-ray film to 120. Mm-hmm. And I gave him, I give, I give, I give Mark a roll of everything. I'm like, hey, yeah. check this out. Yeah. It gets sucked in the fridge like a black hole. Yeah. Mark Dalzell, he doesn't even know this. He has a roll of Sfema Color 125 in 120. Uh, what? Yes. Oh, my God. That's correct. That's, uh, that's what worthy. What? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So, FPP 4x5 X-ray film. Yes. We have it. It's been around for a while. There's a little gap where we didn't have any. Now it's back in stock. And I always feel, I'm like, oh, gosh, I wish I could talk about this more because I don't shoot that much 4x5 personally. Mm-hmm. I was on Instagram. That Instagram is great. Time suck. Uh, time suck. I was on Instagram, and I was like, huh. like I, I took a br- like huh. Daniel Meschel, he's a photographer. He had these gorgeous portrait images shot on FPP 4x5 X-ray film. Let me see. On Instagram, bygone film. Bygone. By, B-Y-G-O-N-E. Yeah, I get it. F-I-L-M. By Gom Film. So there's a blog. If you type in Daniel Meschel, D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-S-H-E-L, 
at filmphotographyproject.com. I say one of my favorite films is the FP- in the FPP line is our 4x5 X-ray film. So our 4x5 film, it's only available right now in large format. It's adapted from... Oh, he's got like a diopter on there or something to make uh, the soft focus. Well, he's using a, a, you know, a 4x5 camera. And that's what the lens does? Yeah, he's doing a shift, tilt shift. Oh. Oh, okay. See, I don't know nothing about that. You're so, educating me. Thanks. 4x5 x-ray film is intended for, to be used in the medical field hmm. to x-ray your teeth, your bones. So not too long ago, let's say five, six years ago, I would go to my dentist. They would take a set of x-rays, and then they would develop the film right there on the spot. They had a, a processor. And then they would bring the film in of my teeth. Two, three years ago, they upgraded to digital, sadly. But it's a lot quicker. It, of course, digital is quicker, but you could still buy x-ray film. But that's what its intended use was. Mm. How do you expose for it? Well, it's ISO 5. Oh. It's, uh, so they would just blast it with a huge amount of light? It's x-ray film to use in an x-ray machine. Okay. It's just film. It's just film. Five ISO black and white film. Yes. Okay. It's got any special properties. It, well, it's an interesting film. Like the 4x5, it's the emulsions on both sides of the film, which is unusual. It's not like infrared film. No. No. Okay, that's what It's I'm black and at. white film that has unique properties to it because it's designed for medical. Well, it's... Has emulsion on both sides, which is unusual because oh. most film has a shiny side, the base. Right. The flip side, dull emulsion. That's the light-sensitive material. That's it. So, yeah, and the reason it's double-sided emulsion is so that lab technicians don't have to think about what side to load. Oh, it's for dopes. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel Meschel, I saw his stunning images on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. Bygone film. So I sent him a series of questions, and that blog is now on the FPP filmphotographyproject.com. You can read all about it. And if you're a large format shooter, you know, consider x-ray film. Number one, it's much less expensive. It's a cheap alternative. It's a nice, inexpensive alternative Mm. for black and white. Can I ask price? I'm always with the price. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. John's always with the price. How many many sheets do you get for how much? (laughs) Hilarious. John doesn't even own a full i5 camera. I'm, I'm... Trying to get ahead of the questions. Okay, you get 25 sheets for twenty four ninety nine. That's great. That's a buck a sheet? A yep. shot, rather? buck a shot. For, look, for large format. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's great. Sheets. And if you're shooting large... I know there are so many people that are just picking up 4x5 cameras. Like, they're just getting into it. It's the perfect starting point because you don't have to sweat it. You know? Well, but, you know, God... ISO 5, that's a lot of light. Yeah, you go outside. All right, well, how did this guy do it? He shot inside. He must have some banging lights. Well, <laughs> it's um, outdoor sunlight ISO... I'm sorry, outdoor sunlight ISO 10. Ooh. Indoor strobes ISO 5. Okay. So if you so have a strobe, it's nothing. You can just Blast jack it, it up. Yep. <laughs> so do check out the blog if you're shooting 4x5. Do check out the yeah. x-ray film. And I'm looking into if it can be converted to other, other formats. Good entry-level uh, how to figure out your 4x5 camera film. Yep. Welcome back, Cotter. Brought to you by Kodak, whose new instant cameras and dependable Kodak film help you remember the times of your life. Kodak.
you know, we talk about uh, our good friend Phil and Trev at thedarkroom.com. Yeah. Um, hey, Trev. Yeah. Hey. Hey, Phil. Hey. Hey. Uh, we're not, we're not, just so everyone knows, we're not a sponsored program. The Darkroom does not sponsor the FPP. There's, there's you know, there's no advertising we're, dollars we're here. We're just in it together. Uh, it's just I met Phil years and years ago at the beginning of the FPP. He expressed, a, a, you know, a, an awesome interest in what we were doing, mm-hmm. invited me out to the lab. He's come to New York to the PDN Photo Expo. Just always been a, a great guy, the whole team out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil came to our FPP Walking Workshop one year. Keith Swan oh, yeah. also came one year. Came out to Ohio. Yes, Ohio. We've met, we met Trev Lee at uh, the Darkroom Padea. It's just that we're kind of like family. And they do a great job, and it's not me saying it. Mm-hmm. I see the emails coming in from people who buy FPP film who give, like, five-star review no, to the darkroom of how they handle great. things. If you follow their Instagram feed, yeah. uh, you'll, you'll see great stuff. And they really do a thorough job. They do film tests. They do camera tests. Right. They back everything up with their guarantee. They're just awesome. But it's, it's, it's you know, it's what you know. Yeah. And that's why I always say, oh, the darkroom.com. But there, you know, are there other recommended labs? Of course. There's, there's um, Blue Moon Camera and Machine. Yeah. I think of them more as a specialty shop because they could take your negative and do an actual, not digital, an actual enlarger print for you, for you hmm. which is awesome. They also can develop and print uh, Minox spy camera film, ah. Minolta 16 spy camera film. And who are the guys v- that can do the... Uh... Vision 3. Oh, they'll do it too. The the Ramjet Ramjet really? film. Oh, there's also um, the boutique camera shop. Okay. We send the Vision Three film there as well. Of course, Dwayne's photo. Mm-hmm. Dwayne's photo featured in the film Kodachrome with Ed Harris. That's right. Ed Harris, did you watch that yet? No. There's only one place left in the world that processes Kodachrome, and that's Dwayne's Photo in Parsons, Kansas. Your father found four rolls he shot a really long time ago, and he wants you to drive them. I have not spoken to the man in over a decade. He's dying. Let's go. We're burning daylight. What, you're going too, huh? Unless you want to give me my shot. Now that you know it's nowhere. He's one of the world's greatest living photographers. I remember every shot I've ever taken. You remember all of them, Yep. When's my birthday? February 19th. February 19th. All you gotta do is go. Man should know his father, no matter what kind of bastard he is. Merge onto I-80 West. Hand me that thing for a second, will you? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> We're taking the scenic route. Went to a strange bank This was your room. Yeah. You can tell a lot about someone's past from the music they listen to. What can I say? I was a moody kid. That's not how I see it. I don't kid myself that I was any kind of husband or father. You must face yourself. Yeah, you've had a great big life. Nothing good comes from living the past. Giving up on so much stuff in my life. I'm tired of doing it. She is pictures to stop time commit moments to eternity why'd you come on this trip to see how you measure up against the colossal bastard i've hated all these years how am i doing you're holding your own i remember better days
Well, I guess the most fantastic thing about the movie Kodachrome on Netflix is the fact that it was directed by Mark Rasso. <laughs> Mark? Mark Rasso. Wow. It's like they took me and Mark Delzon and put us in the Brundlefly machine. <laughs> got a Mark Rasso. Yes, you get a Mark Rasso. You got Ed Harris, Jason Sudukas. Oh, Sudukas. Elizabeth Olsen. Is she one of the Olsen twins? I don't know. She's an Olsen family member. Oh. Maybe a cousin. I don't know. I don't know. She'd probably be very upset if, if we, like, are you an Olsen twin? So sorry. People must ask her all the time. Sorry. So, really quick. Ed Harris. So sorry. It's the year 2010. Ed Harris finds a bunch of Kodachromi shot, and then he's dying. His character's dying. He feuds with his son. His assistant, played by Elizabeth Olsen, mm. Um, what do you mean his assistant? What is he, like an artist or photographer? It says here, Elizabeth Olsen as Zoe Kern, Ben's nurse and assistant. Oh, okay. Ed Harris as Benjamin Ash Ryder, a famous photographer. Okay. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. Spoilers if you plan on watching Kodachrome. John's going to spill it, and he didn't even see it. Didn't have to see it. They're going to bond over the road trip to go to Dwayne's. Thank you, yes. To get the film developed, and then they're going to develop the film, and it's like him as a baby or something. Oh, my God. Did I call it? Stop. Did I call it? Shit writes itself. And he didn't even see it. Didn't have to see it. Uh, They drive to Dwayne's photo in Parsons, Kansas. It's a great premise. It's a great premise. And, like, Dwayne is in it. Is he really? His son Grant is in it. Wow. It's amazing. Just to see this. That's pretty cool. From the perspective, because here at FPP, I mean, we lived it because in 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 2009, we were giving away Kodachrome film. Like, literally, you send me an email, I just send you a roll or two. Yeah. We had Kodachrome film piles of it here. Because it was soon to be obsolete. Yeah. And um, it's like giving away eight tracks after Radio Shack said they're not going to make eight track players anymore. So Dwayne's photo in Parsons, Kansas doesn't develop Kodachrome film anymore, but they are a trusted lab. Yes. They, they still do all the other things at labs. Do. Yeah, they're a recommended lab. And there are lots of old school film lab. Mm. They're in New Hampshire. There are a lot of labs. And a lot of labs I don't know about. Mm-hmm. I don't usually talk about startup labs because you got to put in your five years. And I mean yeah. that sincerely. Yeah. Like, I I can't... How can I tell people about a lab that I don't know anything about? But I will tell you about Andrew's Analog Service Center. (laughs) Andrew's Analog Service Center. By the way, this is not a recommendation or endorsement. I'm Mm -hmm. just sharing with you. Andrew does send us some, like, um, you know, film canisters to reuse. Oh, that's nice. Andrew does send us stuff for recycling, and I really, really appreciate that. So it says, founded in 2019 with the belief that film development should be cheap, of professional quality, and the customer service should be as every film photographer desires. Well, that sounds great. Andrew Barnum was raised on, interacted with multiple analog formats, including records, vinyl records, 16mm, Super 8, as well as open reel, 8-track tape. Oh, man. Uh, later in his 20s, he worked at AMC Theaters in film projection <laughs> and later at Walmart doing film development. Mm, guys, all analog, all the time. It's 24 hour a day. St- staff is Andrew Barnum, owner and film development specialist, Rachel Barnum, scanning and shipping manager. And this is a good name, by the way. Greg Steele. Yeah. Part-time lab tech for developing and scanning. 80s action star Greg Steele's working there? Yes. Awesome. So I, I have not used 
analog Andrews Analog Service Center, but they do exist. Okay, and I think it's you know important that folks know. Look them up, check them out. Yeah, make a, your own decision. Speaking of that, yeah, I mean people do send us emails. This is not we haven't used so. What you got? Another guy? Yeah, another startup. Where the hell is it? That's <laughs> stupid. Uh oh, it was a large format. Shit. <laughs> and um, both Matt Marash and I, I think of Matt Marash as our large format specialist. We haven't tried it, but I just want folks to know that it exists. And you could tell us if it... Oh, here we go. Eamon Goggin, or Gogan. Like Walt Goggin. Uh, he says, I set up a web store dedicated to lar- new large format gear, specializing in some of the harder-to-find handmade cameras. It's mm. lfcamerastore.com. LF stands for large format, of course. lfcamerastore.com. It's brand new, and I just want folks to know about it. Great. You know, So he's re- er, selling large format yeah, hardware stri- lenses... Strictly, yeah, strictly large plungers. Uh, here's a letter from Andy Hudson. Um, it's about music. Andy! I do want to say uh, it's been a month and I'm still so deep in granddaddy music that there wow. is nothing else to listen to. Okay. I listen on. on I listen. It's Mark O'Brien. Oh. FPP stalwart, Mark O'Brien. Mark, you're on the Film Photography Podcast. Oh, I am? Yes, you are. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? You know, I just know when to call, right? You do. John Fidelli's here. Hey, John. How you doing? All right. Where in the world are you today? Are you home or are you out traveling? I'm home in Weaverville. No no traveling. Drove up to Michigan and flew back all in one weekend. Oh, and Uh this is because you were going to attend the Ann Arbor Area Crappy Camera Club? (laughs) Uh, I would have liked to do that. How about I call? How about I call you back after the show? What show? Okay, that sounds great. And uh, I understand you're going to be in the uh, FPP area, and that you, myself, and John will be doing some podcasts soon. Yeah, I sure hope so. So great, be good to see you. Okay, man, you guys take care. I'll call you right back. Bye. Okay, bye. Yo, there it is. Random camera blog. Mm-hmm. Very focused and active with it. Oh, it's a great blog. And is uh, Monochrome Mania magazine. Monochrome Mania magazine. I, I think he's up to issue three or four. Yep. Some of them are sold out. No joke. That's it. Granddaddy music video. So oh. I, I, I was listening to most of their albums, but then... You started with a letter, and you never got to Well, it. this guy's going to talk about music. Oh. Then Grand- I found on Spotify, I'm like... <gasps> You know, one of those gaspy moments where you're like, oh, my God, I neglected one album. Oh. And there's a song on there. Well, let me help you in here so you can rest by my fire. So raw and cold out, too. Thank you. It has been a cold winter, hasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Called Fent... Fentry, F-E-N-T-R-Y. Yeah. And it uses the opening... I, I, I tell you, it's so inspirational. And that's what I love about music. And its opening is a clip of a Robert Duvall film from the like 60s or 70s, black and white. Yeah. says, another slice of granddaddy atmospherics with a clip from the movie Tomorrow, from which the opening audio clip was taken. So when I heard this song, the first thing I thought is like, what like what is this 
soundbite from. So this obscure movie called Tomorrow, which I haven't seen, and sounds like a Sling Blade. That's Robert Duvall playing that character. That was Robert Duvall. He lives in a wooden like shack, and he finds this woman, a pregnant woman, passed out on the road. Oh my! And this, in that scene, he's helping her up and saying, "You know, come on, I'll sit you by the fire, so she could rest." It's a little cold out. Yeah, and it's just such like it just hit me like like if you hit me with a bat. Like it yeah. just hit me so hard. Like, my God, what is this? Like, what is this movie? And the song is awesome. And I already was listening to Granddaddy for a month, and I didn't even discover so it. So this yet. is like uh, this is like a, a a portal sucking you deeper into the Granddaddy universe. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Hudson says I enjoyed the show to, to, today. Last show, what last show. show. He liked the music suggestion. He enjoys the tunes we drop in, which are mostly uh, Pink Delicates, Smooth Sailors, or... Um, yeah, the Smooth Sailors was a banger. So, Smooth Sailors, no longer, but every week you guys would practice. Like You guys would meet, do an improv, and then all the tracks would go up on an archive. An, Im- an improv or four. Which is still there, thesmoothsailors.com. Yep, Dane still maintains it, I think. Thank yeah. God. So now I'm going back to you know, 2009, 2010, 2011. Wow. long way. And I'm just, I just randomly click a track. By the way, the, each, each track, always everyone has like a filthy name. Yeah. So. It's a very uh, middle school. If. It's very childish. If. If middle school. But they're funny. If you get into the right mind, uh, frame mm. of mind, they're hilarious. Most people won't, but okay. So I find some handy dandy. I find some great tunes. Yeah. No, like the there's something of- for every mood there. There's something for every application, for sure. And if you uh, want to use the music, just uh, send us an email. If people are looking for music that they want to use in their films or something, and they find something oh, there. Oh, you just have to go to thesmoothsailors.com, and Dane's criteria is just give a credit. Exactly. Yep. And if you don't, we, there's eight of us, and we will find you and hurt you. If it's a, he says, if you're interested, I'm in a two-man band called The Coop Tones, and we just finished it. C-O-U-P? C-O-O-P-T-O-N-E-S. Oh, Coop. Coop Tones. Huh. We just finished a new EP called Meet the Coop Tones. Of course. We started the project before COVID, so it's much of it is recorded together. Uh, mixing and master- mastering. Sounds like a, like a retro kind of band. Like, not, like, maybe not a surf band, but like, you know. The EP is on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, and etc. Okay, I have to play some out. Well, the beautiful thing these days, the playing field is, is, is you know, very democratic. Uh, it's very difficult to make any money. That's a good question for Dane to talk about the... Uh, Bongo Surf? Bongo Surf. Bongo Surf, you could listen to their music, but they're primarily a live gig band, so I'm wondering if they make their money doing the live gigs. Definitely. Okay. Like Power Pop. This is Coop Tones? Lemonhead. It's called Lemonhead. 
Sounds like a mixture of Weezer and uh, Presidents of the United States. Oh. Was that the 90s? Yeah. Green Day, that kind of stuff? Was that all 90s? I can't remember. All right, well, I'm going to save the other letters uh, till the uh, next show. Okay. And we'll also do some thank yous from the donation program. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Got a whole box load of uh, people to thank. Oh, okay, next time we'll do that. And next time I will answer the, the important question. Frequently asked questions about alkaline and lithium AA batteries. <laughs> Ooh. Sounds like a banger, Mike. It does. And, and something from our friend, what's his name, Ian? Oh, Angus McNaughton. Angus McNaughton! Angus, what's up, man? I get everyone confused, Angus. Do you live in Maryland? Did you tell me about Lido Pizza as well? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Mac. I'm going <laughs> to see if I can find a nice deep cut of Smooth. Okay. And play some uh, Coupe Tones. So, oh, I don't have permission to play Coupe Tones. Oh. So that's, that's, an, that's a, for another day. Okay. But it has to do with robots. All right. So we'll see you next month. George Orwell. <clears throat> I also, I found, I was cleaning up, I found the, 19, I found the 1987 death calendar. <laughs> I got to show you. You you put everybody who died on the calendar. Yes, this is a calendar, oh, an wow. actual calendar where I drew a little caricature of someone who died, celebrities, oh people's relatives. Oh my god! I gained some friends, I lost some friends, but overall it wasn't great. You should do an Instagram of that. Every time a celebrity dies, you should draw a picture and post it. You're gonna love it. Can't wait to show you. Oh my god! I'm thrilled. Tracky wasn't too happy. One of his uncles passed away, and I drew like a picture of him like, like, coughing out a bone. <laughs> you know the classic. It's like, don't do it, Mike. Don't put him on the calendar. Like, I, I won't. Yeah. I have to put him on the calendar now. Yeah. All right, folks. All right, that's enough. Yeah. I ain't gonna never leave you unless you ask me to. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>